Welcome back to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxly. Taxly our apprenticeship program for careers in tax law and consulting. So for those who thought the CPA was the only way to a prestigious tax career, let Taxly show you the importance of becoming an enrolled agent. Visit Taxly.com to learn more. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former Bearcat basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the Hall of Fame coach, Bob Huggins. And I'm Neil Meyer with the Front Office News. And I'm J.T. Smith, Editor-in-Chief of the Front Office News. Fellas, let me let me first start off with a shout-out to Russ Bailey with Taxley. Uh, Russ is recovering from surgery, and I want to wish him all the best. I know his wife, Anisha, is taking good care of him. And in the future, we're going to have him on the pod- podcast to talk a little bit more about Taxley and, and being a Bearcat fan. So shout-out to my guy, Russ. Uh, quickly, Neil, but fans don't know, last podcast, your cat almost ended the podcast. Now, you have nine cats. Can you explain to people? Name all nine cats right now. Go. All right. Rocky, Buster, Baxter, Stella, Ace, Blaze, Ray, Lexi, and there's eight of the nine. I can't remember the last one off the rip. <laughs> you don't know the other one. So what do you do? Just say, come here. Come here, whatever. I just live in the basement, <laughs> man. I just mind my business. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and uh, jump it right into it and recap the Cleveland State game. Uh, the Bearcats moved to 2-0 and after beating Cleveland State 69-58. to Now, fellas, we were all wrong about this score. And, you know, we have a group text that's going on. And during the game, we're like, oh, my God, we totally got this wrong. And I, I think Cleveland State is tougher than I thought they were. Um, JT, how does this Cleveland State team go from losing to DT, D2 Notre Dame to being very competitive with the Bearcats? Right, man. You lose to a D2 school. Uh, just went to NIT last year, even though it's a different coach, uh, different team. You don't want to lose to a, you know, you get a chance to right your wrongs. You could beat a team like UC. And, you know, it it makes that uh, that loss not as bad, but you know, they played tough for 40 minutes, man. They, I mean, the Bearcats had to bring it. Um, it looks like, you know, the Bearcats were playing like a team that was happy they, you know, won by 30 points, you know, a couple days ago. So it was kind of a perfect storm, so to speak. Yeah, no question. And, Neil, listen, Vic was showing out last night. He finished 14-12, and 12, double-double. I think we knew coming into the season that Juice and Landers were going to be the go-to guys. But then to add in the dimension of what Vic did last night is going to be huge for this Bearcat basketball team. Yeah, most definitely. And that's something Coach Miller has elaborated on in the last uh, week and a half or so is that uh, Vic has arguably been one of the best players in the front court. And last night it showed what we saw glimpses of last season is that when he is healthy, he is a big factor for the Bearcats offense. As last night, he finished with a career-high 14 points, 12 boards, his second career double-double after his first one came last year uh, versus Bryant. So, overall, Vic's presence really stood out last night. What I thought he did very well was his positioning on defense. I mean, obviously, mm. if you look at the offensive stats, he went six for seven from the field where he made his first five uh, five baskets. But you look down at the stat line, you see that offensive stat line, but really what stood out to me was his positioning on defense. And the thing is, Vic was not in any foul trouble last night. He only had one foul, and he was a dominant factor. He came up with a huge block late in the game, 
And I think he had a game-high three blocks. So I think that might also be a career high for Big Vic as well. But you look down at the stat line, and it all starts with Vic's presence. Obviously, they did. Cleveland State did a phenomenal job at eliminating Landers Nolly. And overall, Vic just crashed the boards and dominated hard. And that was something he elaborated post-game was that he was making it known that he was going to outwork and out-hustle everyone, and it showed last night. If we get a healthy and consistent Vic every game, along with Juice and Landers, watch out. This basketball team could be very scary. Now, the one concern that I had last night, and I talked about this in the Cleveland State Preview podcast, we didn't turn them over enough. They only turned it over nine times. You know, I was hoping closer to around the 20 mark. And the reason why is, you know, they play their starters a lot of minutes. And I thought we would wear them down, and we really didn't. And I, I think we really need to, you know, these next couple games really focus on improving defensively. And, and one of the things to that is, you know, Wes is experimenting with different, you know, lineups out there. And so sometimes when you do that, you don't get your maybe best defensive team out there. And he's trying to see what pieces work. So, JT. What are your thoughts on some areas the Bearcats need to improve in? Yeah, de- defensively for sure. I feel like um, last night, at least the first two games, Rob Fennessey has done very well. He's a very good on-ball defender. And even though he doesn't, um, like, fill up the stat sheets, you know, he'll have a few steals, you know, uh, he handles the ball, doesn't turn it over, and he'll make a timely play. But uh, I feel like he's key. I like how he was in the game at the end, you know, to finish it off. Um which was smart. I just feel like he's very good on on ball, very good pressure. And then I feel like the play of Jared Hensley, you know, he had foul trouble. He had four fouls. But I feel like he had like five, seven points, five rebounds, um, playing in the absence of, you know, John Newman, who's another great on-ball defender as well. But um, I feel like the play of Hensley is going to be very key, you know, for the Bearcats moving forward. Um, no matter if Newman comes back or not, I feel like he's one of those guys that you might have to put in there because of his length and ability. He can kind of guard pretty much from four to one or at least four to two just from his athleticism to me. Um, so he, he'll be very key, you know, for the Bearcats moving forward. And if he can stay out of foul trouble, that'd be key. But I, I liked how good he played last night. I think for Jarrett, it's between the ears because I've, I've known Jarrett since he stepped on campus. I've watched practice. Obviously, I've seen the games. He has all the ability. He looks the part. I mean, he looks physically, he looks like a pro. Um, it's just a matter of confidence for him. And I, I think last night was a big step forward. And I ended up texting him after the game. You know, I thought that was the best he looked from a mental standpoint, being aggressive. And I think the sky's the limit for that young man. Uh, Neil, some of your positive takeaways from last night's game. Obviously, some of the positives noted on Big Vic earlier, so that was a big positive of last night's victory, was I got the performance of Vic. But another aspect, a great positive to take a look on, was David DeJulius. Uh, He finished with another great night. I believe he finished with 18-6. and So you look at that night, obviously, when – the shots aren't rolling for guys like Landers Nolly and you need a bucket. We've all known that David DeJulius is there to get that bucket for you guys. And last night showed, I mean, he was able to really get to get the offense going when you needed it. And I think really what changed the pace was a big steal late in the second half, I believe at the 10 minute mark in the second half, David DeJulius uh, just read a pass like a defensive back and just took it right back for an easy layup. And 
I think that was the turnover that you needed that really sparked that momentum for the Bearcats. I mean, then you come down a following drive later and you get Landers drive into the rim. You get a kick out to Micah. Micah dri uh, drives to the paint and then kicks it right back out to a wide open to Julius for a three. I think those two possessions right there is what really set the tone, and it all started with guys like David Julius. Juice is the head of the snake. I mean, he makes this team go, and I'm really excited. I talked to him a little bit last night after the game. Um, he'll be coming on our podcast uh, here in the next couple weeks. I think we talked about him coming on after the Maui when things kind of settled down. So really excited to kind of get into his mindset and talk to him on the podcast very soon. Speaking of that, a guy that I had on my podcast, the Bearcat Basketball Podcast, during the pandemic, he was back in the building last night in Fifth Third Arena, and that was my former teammate, one of the greatest to ever wear the red and black. And when I tell you he's one of the, the biggest winners in the, in the game of basketball, and that is Pete Michael. And what, what's crazy, fellas, fellas, is when I interviewed Pete way back during the pandemic, I talked to him about coming back you know, to UC coming back to a game. And he was kind of noncommittal and like, oh, maybe if I get time. So it was great to see Pete in person after 22 years, man. You talk about a winner. And Bearcat fans, if you ever get a chance, go online, type in Pete Michael on YouTube and Kobe. Um, he had a game where, where he was playing, I believe it was for Spain or somewhere in Spain, and they played an exhibition game against the Lakers and Kobe. And Kobe really talked glowingly about Pete Michael, one of the great, great American players that played overseas. Um, also in the building who got one of the loudest uh, ovations was one of the great walk-ons of all time, Sam Martin. It was great to see Sam back in the building. And I, I love what Wes and the staff are doing, bringing these guys back, having them come to center court, and letting the fans just show them love. I mean, JT, and you, you've been around UC basketball for a long time. It's great to see these guys come back. For sure, man. I mean, it's, that's what Wes has done in a short time here. He's embraced the OGs, um, and you see it, man. You know, other other pro. You know, even with you know Mick as good as he did, he didn't have you know the the OGs didn't have the same presence. And you know, it, just how he ran the ship. Nothing, you know, nothing wrong with it. But you know, with Wes having that UNC connection, how they do it. He's bringing that to UC, you know how rich this program is, man. You you have to embrace the old the older players because they, yep. they they they're the reason why this program is where it's at, and it, it shows just for the younger players. Like, hey, I might not have made it to the NBA X Y Z, but if I come back here, I have a home that people show me love, and you know it's it's a good community. So it, it's dope that he's tapped into that, and it's only gonna grow. No question. I remember when Wes first got the job and I was sitting in his office and we were talking and I told him, I said, you have to connect the past with the present in order to have a great future. And what I meant by that is getting these former players connected up with the current players and these new recruits, uh, the Rayvon Griffiths, the Jizzle James. Um, those guys are seeing this stuff on Instagram where former players are coming back, and that does have a huge impact on them. Trust me, it does. Um, hey, guys, I also ran into uh, John Cunningham last night, had a chance to talk with him a little bit. Um, I just want to give John his flowers real quick. Um, I think he's a fantastic AD, very connected to the Bearcat fans, has a great pulse on what's going on um, just with basketball, football, 
I think he's a fantastic AD. And Neil, I don't know if you have much interaction with him, but um, as long as we can keep John Cunningham around, Wes around, and Fickle around, I mean, the leadership is is great uh, at Bearcat Nation right now. Yeah, most definitely. I actually ran into John Cunningham two weeks ago down in Orlando for the UCF UC football oh, cool. game. And he was ecstatic to be there, and he was really talking about how he was excited for this to be a big rivalry heading into the Big 12. And obviously everything he is doing and has done since his time here, he's doing a fantastic job, as you mentioned, and he is really showing Bearcat Nation what he is able to do and capable of doing as we make that transition to the Big 12. And everyone is excited for what John Cunningham has built here so far. And um, he, along with the entire athletic staff, have had a busy week with all the basketball games and football games. And today the Bearcats take on EKU noon at the Fifth Third Arena. We want to remind all Bearcat fans out there to visit Mio's Pizzeria at 2634 Short Vine before and after all Bearcat basketball and football games. Get there early because the place is packed on Bearcat game days. Thanks to Kelly and Richard Mio's for the support of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast. Now we're going to jump into our Big O segment. And our Big O segment is sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. And in this segment, we cover players to watch and key matchups. Now, EKU is currently 1-1. One one. They had a win over Miami Middletown and lost to rival Western Kentucky. JT, who are some of the key players for Bearcat fans to watch from the Bearcats from this game today? All right, man. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but it, it's the, the big three as of right now is, you know, Landers Nolly. See if he can start off a little bit hotter or be able to get his shot a little bit cleaner. Um, David DeJulius, you know, he does what he's been doing on the first two games. And, you know, Big Vic is the X factor. If he can maybe get, you know, build on that double-double, get another double-double, or if he's close, eight, eight to nine rebounds and 12 points, and he walls up like he did, you know, against Cleveland State, he's going to be uh -huh. the X factor that can make the Bearcats move a lot smoother. So um, those are the three, you know, that you have to keep an eye on, and I'm expecting um, them to to keep building on what they did against Cleveland State. And, and I love what you said. They're the big three, right? Yeah. They're our Bearcats' big three. And what's, what's going to be so cool to watch over time is when those three are all cooking – who are you going to stop? Like, if you focus in on Landers, you know, kind of like what Cleveland State did, then you got Vic cooking. Yeah. If you focus in on Vic and Landers, you got Juice cooking. Yeah. And now we've got three guys, and it's been a long time since we've had that, yeah. right? That three guys that could really cook. So um, now let's transition, Neil, into the key players to watch from EKU. Yeah, so as you mentioned, EKU is coming – off a 66-6 loss versus uh, in-state rival Western Kentucky. But something I tend to notice when I was doing a little bit of research about this Eastern Kentucky team is they are very guard-heavy. And it starts with freshman guard Tayshawn Comer, who had a career night the other night versus uh, Western Kentucky. Obviously, he had a uh, career high of 10 points. But it also starts with the guard play as Deshaun Jackson also had 10 points. But what I noticed when I was doing a little bit of research about this East, uh, Eastern Kentucky team is that they are very guard heavy, but they, like Cleveland State, play their starters a great amount of minutes. And they're coming off a very close loss for – everyone knows Western Kentucky has been a very above-average team the last few years. 
But what I noticed was they had five uh, five players in double digits, and it really was mostly a guard-heavy lineup. They went smaller. But something to take an eye on heading into this matchup is if they go with that small route again, the Bearcats could use their size and really dominate the boards. Mm-hmm. Yep, and boards definitely are important. Hey, and I want to give a shout-out to one of the EKU players, Cincinnati Zone, Jackson Holt, 6'4 shooting guard from Turpin High School. Uh, you talk about a fantastic kid. I, I've known Jackson since he was, gosh, maybe 9 or 10 years old. It's just awesome seeing him play uh, Division One basketball. Now, fun fact about Jackson Holt from EKU, his father, Chris Holt, played baseball for the University of Cincinnati. And I ran into Chris the other day, and I said, uh, you excited for the game? And he says, yep, I'll be wearing my EKU T-shirt and my Bearcats Letterman jacket. So uh, that'd be a fun night for uh, the Holt family. The Big O segment is sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. Now, uh, JT, you know, just like every game, you always get kind of like an unexpected, unexpected player to kind of step up and do something. For this game here, for this EKU game, from a Bearcat standpoint, is there any player that, you know, Bearcat players or Bearcat fans might be sleeping on that could step up and have a big game that we haven't talked about? Uh, I'm going to say Rob Fennessy, man, because he hasn't had that big game yet. I feel like he mm-hmm. may be due for one. Like, I feel like Micah had a solid one the first one, um, decent yesterday, but I feel like Rob really hasn't had the one that jumps out at you. And I think with his ball pressure and how guard heavy EKU is, it's possible that he could be the one that kind of has maybe a 10 and five type of game or something that nobody really expects. Mm-hmm. And Neil, you, you've obviously said that uh, EKU is very guard heavy. Um, and being that they're guard, got to slow down those guards. So do we run uh, a longer, a longer lineup at times? Uh because, you know, listen, you could run Rob, you could run Juice, um, and they're smaller guards. But, I mean, do you mix it up with some longer guys? Because we, we've got – we might not be an extremely tall team, but we've got a, a lot of length. Yeah, most definitely. And that length is obviously going to play a big factor. Obviously, with John Newman battling a knee injury, and his status is to be determined come Sunday. So, I mean, you're obviously going to have to – take out one of your best defenders and even one of the best defenders in the American athletic conference. So obviously losing a guy like Newman, you're going to have to see guys like Daniel Skillings, Jared Hensley, Rob Fennessy, all those guys who aren't seeing those big starting minutes. Those three guys are going to be guys that you really depend on. And we saw what Dan Skillings is capable of doing. Obviously uh, versus Chaminade, he had nine points on four of nine shooting, but he also has shown his athleticism, I think his athleticism, this could be the game where Daniel Skillings pops off. The Big O segment is sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. For friendly expert tax advice whenever you need it, come to Donahue Accounting Services. A leading accountant firm in Cincinnati, Ohio, our top-notch accountants strive to help you resolve all your financial and tax issues. Call Donahue Accounting Services today for a free consultation at 513-528-3982 or visit us online at DonahueAccountingServices.com. The Bearcat Tip-Off Podcast is presented by Taxly. And we're going to jump into our Kenyan segment. And our Kenyan segment is sponsored by Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota. And for this segment, we cover the keys to the game. 
Now, I, I know we've thrown out a couple keys to the game already, but let's let's really dive into some things. JT, I want to start with you, and I want to talk about what we need to do to win. So when Bearcat fans arrive at this game, what are they looking for from this Bearcat team to win this game? Uh, Got to shoot good shots, man. Um, even if mm. Good shots are key. I was waiting. Um, I was waiting for somebody to say that. Go ahead. Good shots, man. Can't can't uh can't force anything, you know. Um, especially against a guard heavy team, because if you're shooting bad shots, they're going to get out and run, and it's going to negate the size the Bearcats advantage will have. And they have to be smart. Like you cannot just jack uh three up just because you haven't shot in the ball in you know two possessions. You know what I mean? You have to get it in the flow, shoot good shots. If it's not there, make the right play. Because if, if not, a bad shot is going to – even if you shoot a good three-pointer, it's normally going to be a long rebound. So that makes it easier for if I have three, six, four guards, we can get in a move. We don't got to bang in the paint. So you have to shoot good shots if if you're going to, you know, take take care of EKU how you're supposed to. So. And let's, hey, let's address the elephant in the room. I think we all know, and fans last night uh, at the, at the – um, Cleveland State game. It's Jeremiah Davenport had, you know, took some shots that were just, I mean, they were contested. Um, it, it just, just tough shots and the crowd reacted. And I talked about this on one of our first podcasts that I'm interested to see how Jeremiah was going to do this year in terms of a mental approach, you know, taking good shots. Now, listen, Jeremiah impacted the game. He had a huge rebound. He had a huge block. Yep, yep. There were things he did that really changed the game that, you know, it wasn't making shots. And I think the more Jeremiah sees that, and he goes, I don't have to take those shots. Because in his eyes, and I know this for a fact, but in Jeremiah's eyes, he's looking at it like, listen, if I make this big shot, it's going to help us win. The crowd's yeah. going to go crazy. Yeah. So it's coming from a good place. It's not coming from a selfish place. But sure. he's just got to learn, right? He's, he just has to continue to learn. Good shot, great shot, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. Because it's gonna if he if he's an X factor on his team with the three that we mentioned earlier. If Jeremiah, he doesn't. I mean, like he's able to go off for a twenty point, maybe even thirty point game, but he has to let it come to him. And if he does that, yeah. that'll make the Bearcats go to another level. He just has to understand, like, hey, maybe a night I'm on, I might only have eight points, but if it's a good eight points and you're playing solid defense and rebounding. Um, that's just like having 20 points because if you have 15 points, but you're two of 15, it, it's, you know, it, it's rough. So, I mean, I'm just making throwing numbers out there, but, um, yeah, he just has to understand, like it, it, let it come to him. And I just feel like with the talent they have around him, he's going to get easier shots. And I think that's going to allow him no to question. blow up a little it's bit a more, you know, like last great year. Great point, more. JT. Um, so I understand why he might've forced a lot of shots because they didn't have a lot of creators. But this year, I think this he has more talent, so he has to understand where to hunt his shot and how to get better shots. And if he gets that sooner before conference play, the Bearcats would really I mean sooner and better. If they if he get that under control before Maui, I mean, I think they they have a chance to make some noise when they go down there. Great, great points. Now, Neil, I asked JT about what we need to do to win. I'm going to ask you, what do we need to do to win big? So when I talk about winning big, you're talking about 20 points, 30 points. You need to do several things really, really well to win big. What would those several things be in your eyes? Yeah, I think uh, you can't you can't come out slow. Obviously, 
we saw him come out a little bit slow versus Cleveland State. And you really got to push the ball early. And I think, obviously, with a guard-heavy team like EKU, get out and make them run. Wear them mm -hmm. down early. I mean, we didn't wear down uh, Cleveland State until about the nine, eight-minute mark there in the second half. So I think if you really can push the tempo early, get your guys in space, space the floor out, or if you really want to be efficient and dominate and get that 15 to 20-point victory, pound the ball inside. Obviously, the size matters. And a performance like Vic is coming off of, pound the ball inside and let him go to work. Good stuff. Agree with that totally. Um, and, and, for, and for me, and I'm going to keep harping on this, obviously I come from the, the Bob Huggins uh, era of basketball, but I, I think when we watch this Bearcat team take off and go to the next level, it's going to be because they're making the other team turn the basketball over at a high rate. I'm talking about 15 to 20 and then rebounding the ball defensively. One shot, two shots, and out. Um, uh, and I'm looking for that into today's game. If, if they can really push those things to another level, th this team's going to go to another level. Uh, the Kenyon segment, the keys to the game, was sponsored by Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota. Come see fellow Bearcat Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota for all your Toyota needs, cars, trucks, and SUVs. Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota is ready to help you get into your new Toyota. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off podcast presented by Taxley. And jumping into our Twyman segment now, our Twyman segment is sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. Now, fellas, we have not done very good on our predictions. Um, we did not do well on our starting lineup predictions. We did not do well on our score predictions. So let's not do any predictions this game. Let's, get, let's take one off, okay? Yeah, cool. <laughs> All right. Instead, we're going to jump into some hot topics, and I've got two in particular um, that I really want to talk about. Uh, Neil, I want to start with you on this. The first one is the announcement of this amazing, amazing, generous gift from former Bearcat football player and current Kansas City Chief, soon-to-be Hall of Famer, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, so Travis Kelsey actually just announced that he was going to uh, give a very generous gift back to his prestigious alma mater in the University of Cincinnati as a little endowment gift to support student-athletes with a psychiatrist in terms of helping provide these student-athletes with a psychiatrist for mental health and all that kind of aspect. So obviously it was something as big as mental health is in society nowadays. I think that is a very generous gift from Travis Kelsey to support his fellow UC Bearcat uh, college athletes. And listen, I, I, I love this uh, coming off the pandemic. I didn't realize how much the pandemic affected our young people. And when I say young people, I'm still saying college students are young people, right? You got high school grades, young people in general. And I think adults too, many were affected by the pandemic and, um, me being involved in um, the business I am with a lot of young people, I see it on a daily basis. And for Travis to step up and do this um, back at the school that he dearly loves is is tremendous. And I would love to see more former players um, get back involved, whether it's, you know, financial giving, um, which you can't expect everybody to do that. Um, not everybody's in the place Travis is, but even resources, availability and things like that. I think it's our our duty as former players to come back and, and do those things specifically for 
those current players right now. Um, and JT, let me throw this to you real quick. Just kind of, I just thought about this, just kind of off the beaten path. When you think about Bearcat football history, um, is Travis Kelsey or do you have somebody else as one of the greatest football players in Bearcat history? All right, so that's, this could be a loaded question. So, like, essentially, Travis, <laughs> Travis is the greatest, like, pro, right? Like, greatest yes. pro. That's a Bearcat. And his brother is probably second, like, far as just what they've done um, in the NFL. But I feel like um, he's definitely, like, top ten. I, I'm, I'll have to, like, really dig into it. But, like, guys like uh, like a Marty Gilliard, um mm-hmm. You got um, like Geno's up there, of course. Desmond Ritter, uh, I'm not, I think Sauce Gardner is honestly the best Bearcat like ever. You know what I mean? Just like mm. so soon. Um, then you got like Dominic Goodman. You know, uh, um, Isaiah P. Like those guys. You know, Trent Cole. Um, so it's tough. I would have to actually – we might have to do a whole pod about that, so we have to come back to that. But I would think like, – he's definitely in the top ten, however you cut it, but I don't think he's the best as a Bearcat. But I think as far as a pro, he's the best, like, ever. Right now, you know what I mean? For sure. Absolutely. I, th- I think those are, are great points because I, I got into a discussion with somebody about that. Somebody said Travis is the, the greatest Bearcat football player of all time. And I said, ah. I don't, I don't know when he wore the red and black through his career. He was the greatest to ever wear the red and black, but the career he's having in the NFL is going to be a Hall of Famer, one of the great, great tight ends. Uh, yes, on that end. But, yeah. I mean, we've had so many great football players. I mean, you, you can't forget Tony Pike as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. One of my, That's one of my favorite uh, Bearcat football players of, of all time. But so many great ones that have, uh, that have come through. Uh, the Twyman segment is sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. Okay, now the next thing I want to jump into, uh, JT, I want to start with you on this, is there's a big game Saturday that it's not the Bearcats playing because Bearcats <laughs> played Monday, Thursday, Friday with the football game, today with the basketball game, but Saturday, uh, big game with uh, a big-time Bearcat recruit in town. Uh, yeah. That's Isaiah Collier, who, I mean – this this kid will be a game changer for the Bearcat basketball team, and he's coming to Cincinnati and and playing Sycamore High School. Some thoughts on that? Yeah, it's great. Uh, perfect timing <laughs> for the Bearcats. I mean, he's what I think his commitment date is what the fourteenth or sixteenth. Yeah, this um, Friday. This Friday, right? So like he's in town. It's the last time for the Bearcats to get their eyes on him, and I think it's going to be a lot of fans that will show that maybe he should come here because when you think about it. Bearcats had 9,000 in fifth at Arena on opening night against the D2 school. The other one of the mm. other schools that are in play only probably had about 2,000, you know, across in, uh, in California. And, you know, I think that that, that matters. <laughs> fans matter, man. <laughs> We're crazy. They're a little crazy, but our fans matter. They care. So uh, I think that uh, I think there'll be a decent amount of people in that Sycamore gym on Saturday. And listen, I, I think it's it's definitely very strategic that he came here. Uh, to play versus Sycamore. We're glad to have him. Um, and you're right. I think people underestimate the importance of the fans and them having an impact on recruiting. And I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. So I went to the Nike EYBL tournament when it was in Louisville this pr- past summer. And there was a young man. I'm not going to say his name. He's being recruited by UC. He's a little younger. 
Um, he's also being recruited by North Carolina and Duke. Um, everyone will hear about this kid soon. Uh, he's still young, so but I think North Carolina might be his like number one choice, but he has a connection there with North Carolina. But anyway, um, his AU coach um, is a friend of mine. I've known him for a while. Um, so I went to him and I said, hey, you know, how's the team looking, blah, blah, blah. And he says, you know, we got this kid, UC's recruiting, blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, really? And I didn't even know at the time that the Bearcats were recruiting him. And he's like, yeah, he's really good, Meech. He's like, we come over and meet him. So I came over, I saw, I said, hello. I sat down to watch his game and uh, I saw his mom. So I said, hello, my name is Alex. I played for the Bearcats, played basketball. She's like, oh my gosh. She's like, what do you, do you like Cincinnati? And I said, I love it. Blah, blah, blah. She goes, I tell you what, we're being recruited by Tennessee, North Carolina. She goes, you guys have the biggest fan base I've ever seen. She says, you all are on it on Twitter. And I started cracking up and, and listen, that had a huge impact on her. And I'm sure it did the young man because, you know, you think about a mom and a, and, a, and a family, they're like, oh, I'm sending my kid all the way to Cincinnati. I want him to be in good hands. So hopefully, uh, you know, everybody shows out for Isaiah and he makes the right decision uh, next, what, next Friday? Is that right, Neil? Yep, next Friday, the 16th. Okay. Uh, predictions on that, Neil? You predict uh, Isaiah commits to UC? Oh, we're bad at predictions. Shoot, we better yeah, not. not Let, no, not yeah, no, we're no bad predictions. at predictions. I don't know. <laughs> we're bad at predictions. That'd be the kiss of death. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna leave alone. Obviously, we're gonna talk about that uh, on a future podcast yeah. once he makes his decision. So, fellas, I'm excited for this uh, this game versus EKU. Uh, Neil, you will be in the house. You don't miss much, Neil. I do not, but I will be in the house on Sunday. And I, a rumor on the streets is. JT will be in the building. Yeah, it's, it's the plan. That's the plan. Okay. See. We're going to have to all meet up at the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, sure. I'll come I'll come down and meet on the court. The Twyman segment was sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. 93 Ways to Mentor is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that specializes in empowering youth in greater Cincinnati through mentoring, therapy, education, and financial support. So to support them, visit their website, 93waystomentor.com, or contact Derek Adams at 513-310-1715. Fellas, uh, another great podcast. Hey, I'm really enjoying working with you guys. Um, you know, I was around the arena for the uh, Cleveland State game, and people are really listening to it and coming up to me and saying they're loving the pod, man. So I appreciate working with you guys. Amen. Yeah, Same you as well, great. Alex. I know I had a couple people reach out to me as well and saying we are doing a fantastic job. So just want to continue to shout out the people who continue to check out the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast. And thank you to all of our sponsors, Tax Lee Donahue Accounting Services, Greg Hood, and Beachmont Toyota, 93 Ways to Mentor. We really appreciate you. And we want to remind all Bearcat fans to travel down to Mio's Pizzeria. I know this game's going to be a little early, so no breakfast at Mio's, but maybe after the game. Check out Mio's Pizzeria at 2634 Short Vine before and after all Bearcat basketball and football games. Get there early because the place is packed on Bearcat game day. Shout out to Kelly and Rich for the support. The Bearcat Tip-Off Talk, Talk podcast is presented by Taxley. Taxley offers the first apprenticeship program for careers tax law and consulting. So for those who thought the CPA was the only way to a prestigious tax career, let Taxley show you the importance of becoming an enrolled agent. Visit Taxley.com to learn more. 
And we will be back on Wednesday at 10 a.m. with Episode 6, the NKU Game Preview. Thanks for everybody for listening to another episode of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk Podcast presented by Tax League. Go Bearcats!